from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. The poinsettia is the plant equivalent of Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Um, you perhaps don't even remember it exists until the first day you walk into a store in November and suddenly it is the holiday season. You're positively bombarded with it until January, at which point both disappear again for another 10 months making you wonder what they get up to while they're laying in wait. But just like Mariah's popular Christmas bop, poinsettias are economically important. They're the highest-selling potted plant in the world. During the holiday shopping season, the six weeks leading up to Christmas, some 70 million poinsettias, worth some $250 million, are sold in the United States alone, and they're about twice as popular in Europe. Poinsettias were cultivated by peoples within the Triple Alliance of what's now central Mexico. That is, the empire of three main city-states now often called the Aztec Empire, though that name was applied retroactively and a little confusingly. The flowers didn't actually grow in the capital city of Tenochtitlan, now Mexico City, but reportedly, Triple Alliance rulers imported thousands of plants every winter from warmer, lower elevations for use as an ornamental and also used different extracts from the plant as medicine and as a reddish-purple fabric dye. In the centuries since, it's been called the lobster flower, the flame-leaf flower, the star of love, and the flower of the holy night. But poinsettia is probably the weirdest name of all, because it's just a shout-out to the American diplomat who's credited with being the first to bring them back to the U.S. from Mexico in the 1800s. Joel Roberts Poinsett was the first U.S. minister to Mexico, and as an amateur botanist, is said to have sent some cuttings back to his home in South Carolina from southern Mexico in 1828, though there's no irrefutable proof of this. What is known is that the plant was on display in Philadelphia in 1829, associated with Poinsett's name. It was an immediate hit, and was henceforth known as the Poinsettia in the English-speaking United States and parts of Europe. Uh, note that poinsett was not well-liked in Mexico. The term poinsettismo is sometimes still used there today to describe an arrogant person who oversteps their authority. At any rate, uh, in the 1920s, the Eki family of Southern California started farming poinsettias, and they tirelessly pushed them as a symbol of the Christmas season. Today, around 70% of the poinsettia plants you buy in the United States come from the Eki Ranch, and poinsettia care is their lifeblood. 
Although many of us only encounter these plants in a potted and possibly disposable form in December, poinsettias are a perennial, winter-flowering shrub with milky sap and branches so long that they sometimes look like vines. In the mid-elevation regions of Mexico and Central America where they're from, or gardens where they're successfully grown, they can reach over 10 feet or 3 meters tall and will die down but come back every year. The big, showy, red or white or pink flowers that we're used to seeing aren't actually the poinsettia's flowers at all, but modified leaves called bracts. The actual flowers are those small yellow buds in the middle of the colorful bracts. When you buy a poinsettia in a store, it already comes sporting its brightly colored, fancy bracts. And you might have no idea how hard it was to get them there. One Fritz Barr, the author of the 1937 guide Fritz Barr's Commercial Floriculture, a practical manual for the retail grower, described the delicate and finicky poinsettia thusly. Perhaps no other plant or flower we handle during Christmas week is more short-lived, wilts quicker, or is more disappointing to those who receive it. Yet, when the next Christmas comes around, there comes again the same demand for poinsettias, and the disappointments of a year ago are all forgotten. Over time, floriculturists overcame some of these problems. But until the mid-1950s, growing poinsettias and getting them into the hands of holiday revelers in relatively good shape was a real trick. That was, until somebody realized that poinsettias need just one thing to turn their green bracts red, pink, or white. Total darkness. In order to induce your poinsettia plant to create flower buds and to change the color of its leaves from green in time for Christmas, it must be kept in complete darkness for 16 hours a day. The withholding of light prevents the plant from producing chlorophyll, which is what makes plant parts green. This lets the bracts change to whatever shade of red, pink, white, or orange they develop, depending on the variety of the poinsettia, and there are about 100 types grown in the U.S. In order to make that happen, you need to subject your plant to about two months of 16 hours of uninterrupted darkness per day, alternated with eight hours of bright light. Which means that if you were looking for those bright colors this holiday season, and you're listening to this episode as it comes out, you're out of luck, uh, though you might be just in time for a showy Valentine's Day. To achieve bright December foliage, start somewhere around September 21st, right around the fall equinox. Uh, pull your poinsettia out of its sunny window after eight hours and move it into 16 hours of uninterrupted darkness, like put it under a box if necessary. During the dark period, the plant cannot receive even the slightest bit of light at any time. You can just continue this around Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, keep your poinsettia in bright light or the full sun of a sunny window, not keeping the potting soil moist or adding excess water, but watering it when the soil is dry to the touch. Poinsettias prefer temperatures around or above 65 degrees Fahrenheit. That's about 18 degrees Celsius. They'll bloom from December until about April. At this point, it's a good idea to cut your poinsettia down to a 3 to 8 inch stem. That's about 8 to 20 centimeters and let it regrow, uh, treating it normally until the next year. But wait, are these plants poisonous? One common urban legend about poinsettias is that they're toxic to people and animals. However, this seems to stem from a single unfounded story that started circulating around 1919. Uh, maybe there's some crossover with stories about Easter lilies, which are in fact very toxic to cats. In the meanwhile, exhaustive studies have found that all parts of the poinsettia are safe for incidental exposure. One study showed that a 50-pound or 25-kilo child 
would have to eat over one pound or half a kilo of poinsettia leaves, between 500 and 600 leaves, for the toxicity to become a problem. However, they don't taste very good, and the child who ate them would probably get a tummy ache long before they were poisoned. However, there is an exception here. Poinsettias contain a milky sap that can set off a latex allergy. In people with severe latex sensitivities, just being in the same room with a poinsettia plant might set off a rash or other symptoms, though case reports have shown that these will resolve after normal treatment with antihistamines. Be safe out there and enjoy your Bract-based holiday decorations responsibly. Today's episode is based on the article Poinsettia, the Mexican Christmas flower that blooms in the dark on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Jessalyn Shields. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.